0: Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, GetPuroAir.com. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is Episode 72. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hi, friends. Welcome back. When it comes to our closets, the most eco-friendly thing we can do is wear what we already own. Wear it and wear it and wear it again until an item is worn out. Don't buy new. Use what you already have. But what if you're keeping items in your closet and in your drawers that you simply aren't wearing? If we're being honest, What if you're keeping things that you will probably never even wear again? That's what we're talking about today. My guest is Amanda Warfield. She's what I consider to be a capsule wardrobe expert. And we're not talking about capsule wardrobes today, but we are talking about the seven pieces of clothing most of us, even me, keep in our closets that simply need to go. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while It's no secret to you that my closet is a difficult place for me personally to declutter. I've bought a lot of clothes in the past that I just shouldn't have bought, and getting rid of clothes I spent good money on is not something I take lightly. If you can relate to my closet woes, you will definitely want to stick around for today's episode, and you will also definitely want to pick up the freebie that Amanda brought along because no joke, it's amazing. It is a closet flowchart that tells you exactly what to do with every single piece of clothing in your closet and in your drawers. Do you keep it? Do you donate it? Do you trash it? Or do you mend it? I love this freebie. I printed it out. I put it on my bed as I tackled my closet once and for all because it really keeps the process going. If you've ever started a decluttering mission in your closet or anywhere, you can get hung up on the individual small decisions and little small micro decisions over the course of 20 minutes, 30 minutes can really derail you. So Amanda, make sure with this freebie that we all stay on track. The freebie, the closet flowchart, can be found in this week's show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash Zero seven two. That's MAMA minimalist.com forward slash zero seven two. Enjoy the interview. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm thrilled to have you because I think that you are somewhat of a capsule wardrobe expert, and we will get there. But tell us all about yourself. Who are you and how did you find yourself interested in capsule wardrobe wonderfulness?
1: Oh my gosh, you're so flattering. I'm so excited to be here. So my mission is really simple. It's just to help serve other overwhelmed women by helping them learn how to simplify their belongings, especially their wardrobes, and create routines that will help them make the most out of their days and just get organized in general. I came about this because I used to be the most overwhelmed and stressed out person that I've ever met. I, I struggled for a really long time with anxiety and perfectionism that then drove my anxiety, and it was a nice little self-fulfilling prophecy circle. And it was okay. I was fine dealing with it for the first few years of adulthood. I was always really busy and really stressed, but I had this nice flow that I thought I was handling things well. Then in 2016, my husband received orders for Washington State. We are originally from South Carolina, so it was a huge move. And right after we got here, he was deployed almost instantly. I still didn't have a job. I didn't have friends yet. I didn't even know the area when he first got deployed. So that was a really big struggle. When I began meeting with other Navy wives and moms, their advice was always stay really busy. The deployment goes by fast if you do that. And they talked a lot about how their kids kept them busy and all this stuff, but I didn't have kids. So I loaded up my plate with obligations and jobs. I was working three or four jobs during the deployment. I was volunteering with our youth group and with my sorority from college as a mentor and just doing all the things. And I was in school for a master's certificate. So it was a lot. I just kept telling myself that once he got home, everything would be fine. It would go back to normal. I'd be stressed but not as overwhelmed as I was now. The deployment was the problem. Well, then he got home and nothing changed. And so then his attitude was the problem. So on and so forth. Long story short, things didn't change until I reached my breaking point and I just started completely decluttering. And the first place I started was my closet. I immediately just felt this peace when I got ready in the mornings versus the overwhelm and the defeat that I was feeling prior to cleaning out my closet. And then I took it further and I did research and I started looking into capsule wardrobes kept researching, kept digging, and after a lot of trial and error, created a capsule wardrobe that really changed my life. And then that led into other areas of my life, decluttering my entire house and my schedule and my to-do list. And after a while, I just realized that so many people don't understand how life-changing it is to get rid of things and obligations and tasks and expectations that you have of yourself. And I wanted to help share that with other women
0: What I love about your response is that you mentioned how decluttering your wardrobe starts your day off in peace. And that's just such an important (laughs) part to a great day is starting it off on the right foot. Tell us what it's like for you these days getting dressed with a capsule wardrobe.
1: Oh my gosh, it's so easy. It saves so much time because everything matches within a capsule wardrobe. The, The key to making a capsule wardrobe isn't just to get down to a certain number of items, but it's to make a cohesive wardrobe so that you can just pull any two things out and they look great together and they look great on you. They fit your body type well. They fit your personality well. They fit your personal style well. So anything you put on makes you feel confident. It makes you energized. It makes you peaceful. And so you start your day and you're ready to rock the whole day.
0: I know that I have listeners listening right now who say, that sounds awesome. I want that for me. I want my morning to be peaceful. I hate getting dressed because it's stressful and it makes me feel bad about myself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they don't have the knowledge to put a capsule wardrobe into place. So, you say that people only wear 20% of their closets 80% of the time. What on earth does that mean?
1: So, if you think about what you typically wear on a weekly basis and the things that, you're go- that are going through your laundry, you wear the same things over and over and over again, right? Yeah. You reach for the same pieces because they make you feel good. They're comfortable. You have go-tos. Everyone has their go-tos. So each week when you get dressed, those are the things you reach for first. Then if you happen to go a little longer before doing laundry than normal, then you have to reach out and pick other pieces. But you never reach for something outside of your go-to first, for the most part. So that's where the the 80% comes in. 80% of the time, you're wearing your go-to clothing pieces that make you look good and feel good and are comfortable. 20% of the time could be, again, you're too close to laundry day and you've run out of clothes or you've run out of go-to, so you have to reach out and branch out. Or a special occasion, a wedding or something like that, you wear something outside of your normal day-to-day clothing. And then the other thing that fills up that 20% is when you look into your closet and you realize that you've only been wearing the same things over and over again and you guilt yourself into branching out.
0: I'm holding on to so many things that I never ever wear. And the key is for some items, when I look at them, my heart sinks a little because either i don't fit into it or it was a gift and i never really liked it and should have returned it or whatever the reason may be. and so i open my closet and i already before i even put any clothes on my body feel bummed out a lot of the time. why do you think it is that so many of us hold on to clothes that we just don't wear?
1: so i think there are a couple of reasons. we hang on to things one because i think subconsciously we see and this doesn't just pertain to wardrobes but in general but we see stuff as a status symbol and if we can fill a giant house with stuff we have air quotes here made it if we can fill a huge walk-in closet you have made it you are doing great in life you look at Pinterest and you see picture after picture of these beautiful walk-in closets full of clothes that are arranged so neatly i think that's part of it i think there's also one other coin we'll say so there's two sides to this coin you have hope you're hopeful that one day you'll wear those jeans again that you wore before your first baby you're hopeful that your feelings about something will change you're hopeful that if you could just buy this a shirt to match that skirt then you would wear it all the time the other side of that coin i think is guilt and i think that manifests itself through keeping things So you mentioned there are a lot of different reasons why you keep things. One of those was the gift. If someone had gifted you something, you feel guilty about not loving it until you keep it, even though you don't wear it.
0: Right. Well, that's a perfect segue into the seven items that all of us have in our closets that we should responsibly let go. And you mentioned the first one, right? The gift, that gift item that somebody gave you with Love and good intention, but it just doesn't look right or you don't feel your best in it. The gift is item number one that you want to try and keep, but you probably shouldn't. What's another one?
1: Another one is the trendy items. So I will never, in my capsule wardrobe, you will never hear me claim that I am stylish or trendy. I just have learned how to dress my body type well. Every time... a very specific example every time I go into the mall or a big department store, I love the the romper trend with the high low skirts right now. They're just, they're so cute to me. I love them and I always try them on and they look awful on my body type. <laughs> they just don't they don't work for me they I'm too short to pull them off but that's something that we buy because everyone has it. It's really trendy whatever your trendy item may be, or maybe you have multiple, you buy it because it's trendy and then you don't actually like it, so you never wear it.
0: When you mention trendy items, I think what you're saying is that trendy items often are fast fashion. And I have covered fast fashion on this podcast so many times, episode 43, episode 60. And I think what you're saying is that fast fashion comes and goes. That's the nature of the game. So if we don't have our personal style nailed down. We're always going to be floating around waiting for the next trendy item to come out that may or may not look good on our body type. And before we know it, we've got a closet full of meh items that we don't truly love after the season's over and may not even look good on us. We're all guilty of it and we're all going to continue to be guilty of it until we become more intentional in our shopping and learning what looks good on us. And taking that a step further, it is what our personal style is. So I love that, the trendy items. You might want to keep them, but you should let them go. What's another one?
1: So another one would be the clothes that don't actually fit you right now.
0: Oh, oh, Amanda.
1: (laughs) I know this one's hard because everyone... Everyone's hopeful, right, that you're going to lose those five pounds. And if you just lose those five pounds, those jeans will fit again, right? And I'm so guilty of this too. But you just have to be aware of that changing season of life and know this outfit that I had that I loved, it's it's not going to work anymore. And that's okay. That just means you have an opportunity to find a new outfit for your new body type that looks amazing and makes you feel just as good as that one did.
0: I have to ask you, though, this one's really hard for me (laughs) because... I almost feel as though letting go of you know, your skinny clothes, your skinny jeans, let's say, mm-hmm. means that you're not just letting go of the jeans, you're also letting go of your skinny self. What, what words of encouragement do you have for me? Because I did pare down my closet, but I did keep a couple items that don't currently fit.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think it's I'm letting go of trying to You know, get fitter or lose that weight or whatever whatever your goal is. It's more about accepting where you are right now in this journey instead of always having that that negativity hanging in your closet. Because, like you were saying earlier, you look in your closet and you feel defeated before you even start putting things on. And when, let's say again, you have jeans that are just two sizes too small, just just barely too small. If they're hanging there, every time you see them, even if you're not consciously thinking this, subconsciously you're you're thinking about, wow, if only I was that skinny. If only I could fit into those. That would look great right now. Versus being accepting of who you are in your body right now. That doesn't mean you can't work towards a new goal, but you're going to be happier throughout the day. You're not going to hate on your body so much. Hmm.
0: I like that. Another item you talk about is the dress you paid too much for. And I'll be honest, this is another one that really trips me up. Talk to me. So
1: full disclosure, this also is very difficult for me. I still have prom dresses that I am struggling to get rid of at 25 years old. So there's that. But (laughs) So sometimes we go and we buy something and we think we really love it and it costs a lot of money or a lot more than we're used to spending And we think because we spent that money on it, we have to keep it. Or, on the flip side of that, there's also, you got a really great deal on something and you bought it because it was a great deal or a great sale. And then you get it home and you realize you don't like it. Thing is, is that keeping it doesn't save you that money. You're not recouping any money by keeping it. It's not like you get to pull a dollar out of it every day just because it's hanging in your closet, right? You... You've already spent the money. Was it your greatest decision-making moment? Was it your greatest purchase? Probably not. But if it's just hanging there, there's again, there's that guilt that I was talking about manifesting itself, the guilt that you spent that money on that as a daily reminder. And you're not even wearing it. It's just taking up space and bringing in that negativity once again into your life when you get ready each day.
0: Yeah. And again, we all have those purchases that Maybe cost more than we would have liked to spend that we know we probably shouldn't have spent. And when you realize that, it's kind of like a sinking feeling and it's really uncomfortable. It's a slow simmer guilt. And the only way that we can prevent feeling that in the future is to be more mindful when we're at whatever store we're at. Because once you buy the outfit, And once you cut the tags off and hang it in your closet, there's no going back. So again, it really does all start when you're in the store. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. And I think having a capsule wardrobe has really helped me with shopping intentionally. Like I said, with the trendy little romper outfits, I try them on, but I automatically know this does not fit into my capsule wardrobe. This does not fit my body type. This does not fit my personal style. And by digging deep into those things and creating the capsule wardrobe, I'm able to recognize that when I'm shopping. And it helps me be so much more intentional when I shop now.
0: Talk to me about sentimental clothing items. You say that we always want to keep them, but we probably shouldn't. Tell me more.
1: So if you're wearing it and it's sentimental, awesome. That's great. You know, I have a dress that reminds me of the very beginning of my relationship with my husband and I wear it all the time and so it stays. But there are usually sentimental clothing items that we're keeping just for the sake of the fact that it's sentimental. For example, I used to have a skirt. Gosh, we got it when I was in seventh grade. My, my uncle actually passed away when I was in seventh grade and we bought this outfit specifically for the funeral. And from the time I was in seventh grade, until I mean we were in Washington so very recently I got rid of it when I first started creating my capsule wardrobes when I finally got rid of it I kept this skirt because it reminded me of him and that that time in my life and every time I opened up my closet it was there it was hanging there and it again it just brings in that that moment of oh like I miss him you think about it and it brings you down now there are sentimental items that make you happy also but Having something in your closet that's you're not wearing, it doesn't do you any good. It's just taking up space once again. And my biggest tip for trying to get rid of a sentimental item that you're really struggling with is to take a picture of it because then you still have that picture. Not going to lie, you're most likely never going to look at the picture, but you have that where you can take it and you're like, all right, I can release this now.
0: I love that. I love taking a picture of the item, probably of you in the item, even, is a great way to give yourself permission to let go of those sentimental items. Give me another one something we're all gonna try and keep when we're decluttering our wardrobes that we shouldn't.
1: Okay, so everyone has something in their closet, probably more than one something, where they like, let's say it's a shirt. You like the shirt, but there's one thing that you don't like, it's got a minor inconvenience. Let's say the sleeves are kind of ruffly and they, they itch underneath your arms. Or th- it pulls just a little funky across your midsection. You love the shirt. It's so cute on the hanger. And then you put it on you're like, um, I mean, it looks all right. But I this this kind of bothers me. And so you end up changing out of it and never wearing it. And then you'll put it on again in two weeks. And you'll do the same thing. This thing really bothers me. So I'm going to put something else on. And you just cycle through that over and over again putting it on because it looks great and you think it's really cute but then actually once it's on you're you're uncomfortable for whatever reason sometimes you force yourself into wearing it for the day because you want to get around the inconvenience and all day long you're you're messing with the itchy sleeves or pulling it away from your stomach whatever the inconvenience is that you don't like
0: Hmm. okay i (laughs) this is a true story I have had this sweatshirt in my closet for maybe about three years. It's a super trendy sweatshirt that, sorry, listeners, (laughs) um, that I bought from an expensive athletic store, and I don't know why I bought it. It's not something I would normally buy, but I guess I like the pattern. I love sweatshirts, so I don't know what I was thinking. When I wear it, it stretches around my shoulders and I don't even have broad shoulders, but it just doesn't fit right. And again, I bought it years ago. I've maybe worn it once and that one time was like the most miserable experience because I was so uncomfortable, but still I kept it because there was the guilt of spending money and there was the love of everything about this sweatshirt except for the weird shoulder issue. And so thanks to you, I used um, your keep trash or donate (laughs) flowchart and I was able to responsibly donate it. We'll talk about more about your flowchart in a minute, but tell me, I think we have one more item we want to keep, but shouldn't.
1: This can't be just me. There's no way it's just me. Sometimes prior to creating my capsule wardrobe, I would go shopping, and I would tell myself, I cannot buy anything blue today. <laughs> my closet is full of blue. I love blue. No more blue. So then I would buy something totally off of my normal color scheme, which at the time I thought was great. I was branching out. It was awesome. Well, now that I have a capsule wardrobe, I realize that if I'm really drawn to a color, I should stick with it, and it should be my color palette. When you buy something that's just totally out of your your comfort range, it's A different color. Let's say, so for me, I never wear orange. Let's say I had a bright orange shirt and then I have a bunch of blue. If they don't go together, I'm never going to wear that shirt. I made a point to myself. I branched out. Awesome. But in the long run, that doesn't do me any good because I don't wear it. It just sits in my closet because the fact that I branched out means that I don't have anything to match with it. And sometimes this can also be a texture thing. I used to have um a lace skirt that I loved, but I didn't have any shirts that went with it because the texture was so funky. And so it just hung there and it hung there. And every time I would try to wear it, I would try on 10 different shirts and nothing looked good with it. And so I would end up just putting them back in my closet.
0: Hmm. You bring up a really good point, which is if you have outliers in your closet that don't match with anything, you're just never gonna wear it. So I need to talk about your flowchart because the closet for me and for many people is one area that is really hard to declutter for all the reasons you've already mentioned, but you created this amazing resource and I, no lie, printed out your flowchart, put it on my bed and used it as I was decluttering because it's a roadmap really for what should you keep, what should you donate And what should you trash? And you really take the difficulty out of it. You ask a couple questions, it's interactive, and there's really no ability to mess up. (laughs) If you follow the map, you will come to the correct answer for your particular item or items of clothing. Why did you make this flowchart?
1: So I'm assuming that most of your listeners have done some sort of decluttering in their home. And we all know how difficult making decision after decision after decision can be. When it comes to decluttering your closet, it's even harder because of all these seven reasons that we've just gone over. So I created a flowchart so that you don't have to do it on your own. It will walk you, like you said, step by step through whether or not you should keep it, trash it, or donate it. And then you don't have to sit there and agonize over these decisions because you feel guilty. Or because it has sentimental value. It tells you exactly where it should go despite all of these seven reasons for why you want to try to hang on to something.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and every little time you get hung up on this skirt or that shirt, it really kind of halts the process. I found that your flowchart really kind of kept the decluttering moving. I didn't throw up my hands in exasperation and just quit like I honestly have done in the past when it came to my closet. So thank you so much for making it. And thank you so much for offering it up as this episode's freebie. Listeners, you can find it in the show notes and I know it's going to help.
1: I'm so I'm so glad I want to get into as many hints as possible because I do think it, it really helps the clean out process. And I also wanted to just let everyone know that I also included inside of the freebie, inside the flowchart, some of the rules I follow when decluttering. So sometimes you don't want to get rid of something because it just needs a repair. I have a dress right now that I just need to fix the zipper on, but I've learned that if something has been in need of repair for an ongoing amount of time, it's not really a priority. So I don't actually need to keep it because it's not something that I'm really in love with. So that's, I have little tips like that in there as well. If something needs repair, how long has it needed a repair? And then based on whatever your answer is, it'll tell you whether you should keep it and then repair it this week or donate it, let someone else repair it and love on it.
0: Amanda, where can my listeners find you on the great World Wide Web?
1: So Instagram is always a great place. That is where I talk a lot about just my daily life in general. I show a lot of my wardrobe stuff on Instagram at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page. If you just search Live Organized, Live Simple, you can find me over there where I do live videos every Thursday talking about the blog post of the week. And then my blog is just amandawarfield.com. Really easy to find. And every Tuesday, a blog post goes up about capsule wardrobes and routines and getting organized.
0: Amanda, thank you so, so much for coming on and for inspiring me and I think many other listeners as well to finally, once and for all, pare down our closets so that we can start our days off more peacefully. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast.
0: I so hope you enjoyed that interview with Amanda Wearfield. Go ahead, download the freebie for this week's episode, The Closet Flowchart. Just do it and thank me later. <laughs> Get it at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 072. On next week's episode, I'm so excited. I am calling out 50 items to declutter that you won't miss at all. I'll see you then. Take care.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it.